Welcome to Dudes of Hazards Radio. I'm your founder and host, Donnie McCarty. On today's episode, we have two returning guests and uh, definitely personal favorites of mine. It's been no shortage of laughs on the pod uh, with these guys, Brad Nagley and Jeremy Beechner. Why don't you guys go ahead and say to, uh, hey to the dudes. What's up, dudes? Hope you guys are doing well. Looking forward to talking with you for a little bit. Jeremy? Hey, dudes. Glad to be back in the office here. Ready to have some fun today. Yep. The uh, What is this? Your guys' third time on, I think, now? I don't know. Where, where are you guys at? I think this is either my third or this is either my third or fourth because oh, we did a recap. And then we a did a re- episodes with Justin and yep. I think it's my third. I think, and I think you were in here for one other one. So yeah, this might be your fourth. So either way, uh, definitely um, familiar voices on the pod to say the least. So this should be a, a good no time. Like, dang it, these guys. <laughs> no, Not they're again. The, the, fucking the, sick of these guys. <laughs> No, I cancel them. Um, no, I mean, heck, one of our most successful pods, and I know one of my best memories on this was when Alex called in to tell the poop story of Calvin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, that'll go down in league history, I think. Cause I, I just, it, it's a bummer that we were six episodes in and we probably had the funniest moment we'll ever have on air. Um, I can't remember who it was, but, like, there were several different people that, like, you know, normally don't listen to pods or whatever. And I'd literally pull that pot up, fast forward to the minute mark, and just let it play, just to let them hear it. Yes. It was so funny. That was a good time. Um, well, let's go ahead and get this thing kind of uh, underway. We'll go ahead and jump in with their uh, podcast rundown, kind of talking about what you guys will see on this uh, week's episode. We'll have some league notes, as usual, that we're going to go ahead and go over. Um, after that, we're going to go ahead and switch into talking about the upcoming two-man championship that all three of us are going on. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we're going to have uh, Hugh and uh, Ian. Ian's like our, uh, for lack of better words, I guess, like the professional golf correspondent for our league. He always seems to be known what's going on in the most uh, recent developments there. So he's going to come on with Hugh, and we're going to hear them talking about living the PGA. Um, later this year, we're going to Elk River, um, the three of us, uh, plus Cade. Um Cade, I guess that pays off for the Diamond Creek invite. This is a, this is your this is me getting you back. I guess we can look at it that way. Um, but really looking forward to that. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. And then uh, earlier this year, um, Hugh and Brad just really a couple weeks ago um, played in their member guest at Blackthorn. So they're going to come on and just kind of talk about the experience of that. Um, you know, they they had a little more talent on their team than uh, me and Justin did for our member guest experience, but. Oh, we'll, we'll see if the results were too much different, at least. Um, but that was a good time for them, and so we'll be glad to hear about it. And then we're going to finish this up with some hazard time rapid fire. Uh, earlier today, we were throwing out that, hey, you better come prepared with some questions. So should be um, pretty interesting to see what I'll, gets thrown out. I'll just out. let you guys this. I contacted everyone's wives to get some dirt. Brad. All right. <laughs> Mitch, I'm hey, right Mitch, he's, yeah, <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and wrap this short. Um, I mean, thanks for letting us come in today. Thanks, that Mitch. was it's fun. research. We hate him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm speaking for, for both me and Jeremy here. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, league notes. We'll go ahead and get this started. The two-man championship is going to be September 3rd through the 5th in uh, Southern Pines. It's going to be later this week. Um, it's going to be really fun um, getting to play in this with these guys. 
Um, looking forward to playing Highlands, uh, Tobacco Road, and Mid Pines. Going to be some great courses. Uh, just really excited. We got a great group of guys going, and it's going to be a good time. After that, we have the match uh, coming up on September 25th. That'll just be a couple short weeks after that. It's going to be a nice charity fundraiser between uh, Will and Nolan uh, versus Alex and Cade. Um, I always like to ask this question to everyone that comes on here. As the years progress and we're seeing how everyone's playing a little bit of golf, uh, who's winning this thing? Jeremy, who do you think? Are we taking bets for this? Sure. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to go to the Crip. The Crip? Yep. Mm. Going Crip. What, what are we betting? Tito's? Bottle of Tito's? Yeah. So we can make more of our uh, our, our new featured uh, segment coming up on our pod or drink reviews. Uh, I guess we, we're we going to be doing that later, so it'll be a good time. You know, That's our opening, uh, I guess, uh, spirit of choice for the night. So Bottle I'm down Tito's with that. Bottle of Tito's on the line right here. Bottle of Tito's. Still Crip. Okay. <laughs> who are you saying? I already know who mine is. <laughs> I'm going to be right. You're, you're going to be right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, what's here? Okay, it's Kate and Alex. Yeah, they're curb stomping them. I think so too. Yep, I think I, I think you know it's gonna be great. We got these people to come and watch and play the last three holes, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. It's, gonna, it's gonna be gonna an ex- be over. It's gonna be an exhibition like at that point, just like the live tour, <laughs> like <laughs> like like they're gonna close them out on fifteen. Uh, Will's just like fuck you, Tony. Should never invited you to be a groomsman. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know, man. Alex is playing some pretty damn good golf. Um, yeah, I've heard Alex is on a heater, and Alex, then, I mean. Cade, I mean. Yeah, Cade's just a damn good golfer. It was funny. On our uh, previous uh, pod, the recap episode that came out about a week and a half ago, Tate talks about his experience playing with Cade at the Johnson City Country Club and just talked about how, like, even when, like, when Cade's not playing great, it's still better than you could hope to play. And it's just kind of like, oh, okay, yep, that's where he's at. So um, we'll see if, yeah, the, the high end of Will Shelton and his long drives can kind of keep up with the consistency of Cade. I think that'll really be kind of the name of the game there. And then um, really just to see if, like, Nolan somehow throws out, like, another body part before the event starts. <laughs> I mean, it's a shoulder blade. It's it, it's an elbow. It's a wrist. It's it's an ankle. It's something. So it uh, should be a good time. And then uh, after that, we got our uh, member guest tournament coming up October 8th. Um, I think that's going to be a really good time. Uh, Jeremy, I saw you've already registered for that. Who are you bringing uh, out to that? Mr. Garrett Cook. How long have uh, you guys known each other? Uh, it's probably been seven, eight years now. He's a, one of my best men at my wedding. Um, really good dude. Local realtor here in Tri Cities. Um, just really good dude, though. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, just just needs a group, so a home to play, and I think this is gonna be the home for him for sure. I think so. Brad, is that something you're looking at being able to make later this year? Possibly. I've Possibly. Got a little bit busy fall coming up, and uh, you know how it is now with uh, I've got a baby now. So yep. Last yeah. time I was on the pod, we were. Talk about it coming, right? Yeah. But yeah. not quite here. And so, uh, Isla Grace? Yep. How Isla, old is she now? Isla Grace Nagley, she's seven weeks old. Nice. So That's awesome, she's, dude. She's doing great, but, you know, it is doing the uh, doing the Southern Pines trip. So yep. Yep. You know. Equal everything out. I totally hear that. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Member guests, it's going to be a great time. And we'll have no problem filling those spots. But the Southern Pines tournament is going to be an absolute party. So, God, yeah. Ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that one, too. Um, well, let's go ahead and uh, jump on in. Let's go ahead and talk about the uh, two-man championship preview. So, basically, way the, the way this is looking, um, we're going to have three rounds of golf, one at Highlands uh, Golf Club, one at Tobacco Road, and then one at Mid Pines. 
and uh, the combined stroke score um, from those three days will be our champion. So looking off here at Highlands Golf Club, have you guys done much research or looked at what that looks like for us by chance? Not at all. Not at all? Nope. Perfect. Just coming in completely blind. Um, Driver and pray. Yep. The course is veteran-owned, which is always nice to see. It's kind of in a pretty military-friendly area of, like, the Southern Pines, near Fateville and all that stuff. But, um, you know, from the tee box we'll be playing from, really won't be that long. Looking like s- almost 6,300. Um, so that'll be pretty easy. Some of you guys will be uh, driving greens, I'm sure. I'm looking on here, seeing a couple. Actually, you know what? The par fours really aren't too terribly short, so maybe not. But um, the par fives look Speak really yourself, reachable. Donnie. You know what? Hey, I was I was taking into account your guys' driving distance, not mine. There's there's not very many reachable par fours for me. Um, but the par five seemed pretty gettable. But regardless, have you guys done much research? Or I guess just like, have you guys seen anything about the course or just anything that kind of interests you? Or is that truly just showing up blind into that? I'm just trying to figure out what the scooter rental is. <laughs> I'm trying to ride the motorbikes. That's, that's the only reason I come on this trip is to ride the mopeds or the bikes seeing alex ride one and a couple of people in the um in the instagram stories i'm like why can't that be me yeah, it can be you so that's that's the only reason i'm coming on this trip is okay to ride those and to drink maybe so what do i like how do you feel about finding out that there's no fin scooters at this course sounds like mitch is taking my spot <laughs> I'll be in the studio that week recording for somebody. <laughs> and, and Mitch will be taking your place. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you guys can just flip out for the Sunday round. It'll be really a piece of cake. Save yeah. you some time. We're basically the same golfer, me and Mitch, basically. Pretty much. Um, I, I think that's going to be a fun round. I've never played there, but um, I think Corey and uh, Justin Fawn have played there, and they, they live in the Southern Pines area and have been pretty big fans of it. Um. You know, that's the appetizer course, though. We're not going to, like, really sugarcoat it. I mean, no no one signed up to go play um, that necessarily. But it doesn't mean it's not going to be a good course. But the next one we'll get to uh, discussing, that's that's what people are signing up to play. So the format for that first round is going to be uh, select alt shot off the, the front nine and then a little two-man scramble action down the back. And then we're going to switch over to the second day. And, Brad, why don't you tell us what we're playing for that one? Tobacco Road. Yep. I know you're excited for that one. Um, oh, yeah. We went there last December, and I remember uh, you were wanting to try to go. We were already full, but I, I know that's been on your list of somewhere to kind of get out and play for a minute. What are, you, what are you really looking forward to seeing about this course, Brad? I just heard this is unique. I mean, there's not many courses like it, and just it just looks cool. Just, I don't know. And then the scooters. <laughs> the scooters. It's um, you know, it's not a very long course at all, but the the length here, uh, that's that's not what gets you. It's it's especially your guys the first time out there. You're, you're going to encounter a blind shot or two. Uh, that's that's going to try your patience. <laughs> I I think to say the least. Yeah. What, what do you have to yeah. say about that? Well, I mean, we all know how I play when uh, I play a course that has you know I don't know the course, so like down in Georgia at Old Tacoa. Yeah. We played a practice round and I shot a 96. Yeah. And then that's I'd, great for I, you. Then right? I had played it once and then the next time I shot 75. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of a difference. Um, Jeremy, what are you looking forward to about this one? I follow them on social, on Instagram. Yep. And so seeing people play, I'm like, oh, why have I not played there yet? And like, 
supposedly, I don't know if it's still true, but if you make a hole in one there, they give you like the little antler the little head thing, right? Yeah. yeah, they do. So between riding the fin scooter and trying to win a head skeleton thing, like that's I'm, that's what I'm trying to leave with. I'm trying to leave with a fin scooter and a skeleton head. Hey, like that's fair. Yeah, but no, I follow my social media. And they do like flight over the holes or whatever. Yeah, and it looks like a really like fun course. And it I played is. Pinehurst number two before they did the open, so I've kind of experienced that. But I just think it'd be really fun to to experience that. And everyone talks about how great it is. So I'm really excited to cross it off my bucket list for sure. It's a lot of fun. The, um, you know, so I'm looking at, you know, trying to get that hole in one. Um, the par threes are going to be re- really short out there. 125 yards, 133, 152, 152, and 127. Makeable, makeable, makeable. Yeah, so me and Will yeah. are going to be hitting, like, lob wedges all day. So You and Will. Or did you just make the same Will? No, I'm just saying Will Shelton in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know he's played there before. Right, oh, thought, Green before, right? Yeah, on 16. That was when you guys get to 16. I, I just want you to remember, like Will drove the green on that hole, and and had like a 12 footer for eagle. And it's just like you'll see it, and you're like, there's just no way possible someone attempted this line, but he did. It was absolutely disgusting. 16. I mean, you're gonna see it like it's not very long, but you basically it's. Anyone else that's not Will and can't launch the ball that high basically has no choice but to hit like a layup, a, a blind layup shot. And then from there to a blind green, it's just like double blind. And he just said, well, I'm just going to take that out. And I'm going to go over the trees and like over the hill to where to a blind green that you still can't see from the tee box and, and just took it out. So yeah. what Donnie's saying is you don't have the balls to do it, Jeremy. I would love to see someone try it. <laughs> But what, the problem the, is you're going to take out the people on 17 tee box just as likely as you would <laughs> that, hit that's 16 okay, though, I'm not going to see them ever again, so it's okay. You probably won't. What's the format on the back nine at T-Road? So the whole day is actually going to be a shamble. So basically teeing off and then from there playing your own ball in and then best score between you and your partner count. So you'll be playing different ways from the tee shot. So I guess, yeah, if one of you lays up safe into that safe zone, like, I mean, hey. like So we're going to, like, rock, paper, scissors. Who's going to play safe? <laughs> <laughs> the other person's going to go for it. Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, yeah, so listen to this. Uh, we, we basically take the guy that's won two of our majors for the tour and then him and the, the league pro teamed up to make a team together. So we might be in for a little bit of trouble out there. But I, I think, you know, we got some pretty good teams, so it should be interesting to kind of see the way that it uh, shakes out. I mean, yeah, they're over here thinking like <laughs> Jeremy wrong. made a face like, "What other good team is there?" Yeah, he's like, "Who who are they talking about?" Who like, it's it's, about? it's just us out here. Um, so that one's pretty exciting. What um, what what else? Uh, any other takeaways or just like anything that in particular you're looking forward to about that course or just anything? I know you said you've liked the Instagram. They have a good social media presence. What do they do? They they do Absolutely. a pretty good job showcasing their holes. And we're going at a time where the course is going to be really greened up and. And should be in pretty good condition. Yeah, and I, th- I think too. Like, I mean, not taking anything away from those two courses, but uh, when I went to Piners Number Two and played right before they had the Open, when Keimer won and fourteen, they didn't have the uh, par three course or the, to my knowledge, didn't have the putting course that I learned about today. Actually, yep. So I don't know if I'm gonna be able to play the putting course, but I, we are. I am. It's definitely my bucket list to play the par three course there at Pinehurst. So I'm looking forward to hopefully we can get a group of guys to go and go play the the par three course because I think that would be an absolute 
blast to go and do. And then if we can do the putting course too while we're there, I mean that's yep. double knots on the belt at the same time. So it really I'm is. looking forward to that. I mean I know we're gonna have a blast at those two courses, but that's definitely gonna be on my bucket list to, to knock out too while we're there. Yeah. I, I think that's actually gonna be like a pretty reasonable thing of accomplishment for us because i mean like realistically like tobacco road just plays slow as damn it like it it, it just does Play i mean slow. slow oh yeah i mean it's like just even with being the 10 o'clock tea time uh count us in for a five hour round like absolute like no chance is quicker than that just because like there's so many blind shots there's i mean like people losing their tea shots over situations i mean and then the greens are kind of tricked out like it just plays slow like I think the two rounds I've played there was almost a six-hour round and then, like, a five-hour round, like, right at the two times I've played. Like, it just it just plays really slow. Now, the six-hour round, we were, like, a 2.30 tee time. So, we had, like, let the whole course back up for the whole day. And then the other time we played, I, I want to say we were, like, a, maybe a 10.30, 11 o'clock uh, tee time. Um, and so, like, it, it really wasn't too bad. But when you're out there – tobacco road you're not like trying to escape from that place like there, there's worse places to play a long round at um it, it's it's a pretty good time the next day moving on kind of the mid pines what do you guys have to think about that um i've heard about mid pines i just never have obviously never played there i've heard yeah. a lot of great things about it but i've never played there so again it's on the bucket list to play yeah and so i'm looking forward to scratching off literally three events three courses off my bucket list in one trip so that's gonna be damn that like that's great for you absolutely that, that really is like yeah what, that, the first one's on your bucket list highlands yeah no the cradle dumbass uh, oh, oh god if highlands is listening yes i'm so looking forward to playing highlands <laughs> um but other than that no i mean t road and then <laughs> baby brain uh, over here three course. for brad he's, he's, he's losing course, it. and then playing uh mid pines i'm, I'm yeah. making him a transfusion yeah, yeah that's what it was honestly you were focused on the craft at hand and that's and that was yeah, you were I'm in the moment podcasting and bartending I mean, honestly, very good, by the way. Actually. Very good. We need yeah. another one? Uh, yeah, go ahead and just, uh, we can get topped off. Go ahead and finish that one, and then we'll. Do, 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 it doesn't look like there's that much left. Hey. There's there's a little. Okay, yeah, a little sprinkle. Sweet. Um, well, I, Mid Pines, I, I've gotten to play there. It's, um, I think what's really cool about all, so I've not played Highlands, but where you're talking about the Cradle and Thistle do. That is impossible to have a bad time there. Like, it, like it just can't be done. Um, if you're not smiling or wondering, like, oh, my gosh, about a shot, like, I just don't know what you're doing. It's, it's going to be a great time. And so that's fun in its own right. Tobacco Road is a lot of fun. It's kind of that same, like, it's kind of let it hang out environment. But it's a full, you know, 18-hole golf course, and it's a little different. And then where Mid Pines is just, like, dialed in great golf, it feels like, well, you need to come and play there. And I feel like the environment kind of brings it out of you. I mean, you know, the first time I played it, we, me and Justin Fawn, uh, we've talked about this a little before on the podcast, but we played 36 one day. We walked uh, 18 with a caddy. Um, the other one of us really played that great. We both shot 93, and it was just kind of like, okay. It was a tough course. Like, we didn't, we didn't play bad, but we didn't do anything to warrant really probably playing much better than that. But for especially, like, I remember his putting and chipping was just atrocious that day. Um, and I like couldn't get off the tee box, and but the net result was basically the same. And but I remember How's that we make walked. Feel? What? How does that make Fawn feel? That's just what it is, man. Like like I, like like one of us is gonna get off the tee better than the other one, and then the other one's gonna finish the hole a little bit stronger than the other. And this is kind of how it goes. Um, I guess that's why you guys are partners, right? That's why we're partners for it. It'll be a good time. But uh, 
So we did that, and we had a really good time. The getting to walk it is just a different experience than riding in a cart, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I remember it being really hot that day, but it was nice just getting to kind of take it all in. And then we took like a hour and a half break. We went back to his place, got some lunch, got back in the AC. I remember when we did this, it was like in early August, and our tea time was Jeez. like 10.30, and we started walking. I, I, remember, I remember being absolutely gassed. Walked it in like three and a half hours behind groups. Like the pace of play was great out there. Like it was honestly kind of remarkable. Um, and then that afternoon we went back out at like two o'clock and we're like, yeah, so we're getting a cart for sure <laughs> for this go around. And we were like, let's have some beer. So we played like a two man uh, scramble together versus the course and finished. Like, I think we were like four under. And so it was like really fun. To, like we kind of laughed at like that whole, t- that, that next 18 Minus my opening shot, and I, I think I've mentioned this before on here, and you guys will get to see this when you show up in person, and you can really appreciate how bad this shot was. Um, there's a power, like, telephone pole or something, or, like, a power pole, whatever it is. You didn't hit it. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, off the tee box. <laughs> From my thing, like, not a 90-degree angle, but about an 80-degree angle came directly <laughs> off the club face. I mean, like, I turned that thing so open, it wasn't even possible to be more open nailed this thing and i like and this is after like we went back to this place sat in the ac and like we showed back up and like it's like hey can we get there like 10 minutes early so i can warm up and he's like no you loser you'll be fine i'm like no i won't dude i'm not a green bray like i like i'm just not as physically fit as you are anymore so like i I need a little time to loosen the body back up he's like you'll be fine and i walked up and i just i felt so tight this was like probably holes number like 90 through like 108 we were playing on the weekend like already, like I just played so much golf, and I was like, I I can't even turn, just hard shanked it into here. And so like when you guys see this, like what's great is if I would have missed this, I mean this is, this is not even an exaggeration, would have absolutely murdered someone on the putting green. <laughs> <laughs> like there would have been a casualty on on site at mid pines. First person ever killed on on the putting green because it's out of play. Wrong. I found so was it. Was the start of like, you're playing the wrong tee, sir? You need to move forward? or <laughs> We were already playing pretty forward <laughs> that day. It's just like, <laughs> we, uh, no, he, uh, it just, man, that, that was a tough scene. Because the, tar- the starter was standing like 30 feet behind us. And he's like, well, <sighs> and just like couldn't even come up with words. And I was like, yeah, man. And then Justin like bombs at like 280. And he sees me like over. And like I thought about looking for it. We get in the car. I said, no, Justin, just keep going. Like I, I can't go pick that up. Drive <laughs> so by. Drive by. So I was down a ball that was in play. But I was like, I'm just not grabbing that. So I hope to God no one does that at Mid Pines. I know there's statistically it's not possible for me to do it twice in a row. Because it's not possible for anyone to do it once in a row. Once. Yeah. No, it's not. Knock on wood right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a bunch of knocking. You're like, Jesus. Um Damn, that was fun. I, I just think that that golf course is pure class. You guys are going to really, especially where you both appreciate good golf courses, I think you're going to find a lot to love out there for that one. Um, well, let's go ahead and get this uh, dialed on up. We're going to go ahead and switch segments and do our Live versus, uh PGA uh, talk, and we're going to go ahead and call in uh, Hugh and Ian for this one. All right, so we're on the call right now with the. Uh, yeah, Ian Heron and Hugh Romine, uh, we got them calling in. Hugh's from uh, Kentucky, and Ian's one of our uh, local members here in Johnson City. And we're going to talk a little bit about this just live uh, PGA situation going on. Uh, Ian's kind of picked up the unofficial role of being our, uh, 
I guess, professional golf uh, correspondent for the league. He always seems to be knowing the latest uh, dealings on what's going on. So, Ian, why don't you go ahead and um, fill us in with uh, some news that just happened today. Well, um, the latest news is a, is sort of a small victory for the for the PGA Tour stands. Um, you know, you had three guys. I guess it was Matt Jones, Hudson Swafford, and uh, who's the last one? Taylor Gooch, the three guys who were basically denied entry into the playoff. So they sort of, they kind of, I guess they filed a lawsuit against the PGA Tour saying, hey, we qualified into the playoffs. We would like to play. And um, the judge promptly shut that down. Uh, kind of humiliatingly shut, shut that down. Yeah. Nice. Um, any acquisitions by Liv that were worth noting recently? Uh, well, it's not the, I think I know what you're hinting at. I don't think it's super like official official yet, but, um, it's definitely happening and we saw it coming a while ago, but it looks like Cam Smith going, um, Cam, there's some rumors out there that Cam Young is, has heavy, heavy interest. And then, um, let's see what else happened. I guess, ironically enough. Um, Hideki has backed out of the latest PGA Tour event with uh, with a quote unquote neck issue. So mm. I don't know. If there's some writing on the wall to read there, but he's also heavily rumored to to jump ship soon. Losing a couple there, uh, Hugh. What's what's your thoughts on what's going on? Uh, I, I mean, I guess long story short, um, Hugh loves I, it. I'm not a huge huge <laughs> fan of it. No, I mean it. <laughs> Ian and I have talked about it. Brad and I have talked about it. We've, we've, we've all three played golf a couple he's, weeks ago. And he's debated with everybody. Um, which it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's it's like beating a dead horse at this point. I'm not going to keep talking about it. I just, I guess from my per, my, uh, my uh, point of view, being a long-time uh, PGA Tour fan and golf fan in general, I mm-hmm. grew up watching golf. I've played since I was three. Um, I've, I mean, I watch mostly every single tournament every weekend. Yes, there are some boring tournaments here and there, but I just grew up watching. And, and Brad and I talked on the phone earlier today. We were just talking about we both grew up watching the Tiger and the Phil battles and, and getting to watch the intensity and, and all the competitiveness that, that is the PGA Tour and that has been throughout all its history. Sure. And and to see somebody come in and try to, you know, ruin that, and not necessarily ruin it, but, but disturb it, it's kind of, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. And it's at the end of the day, you know, guys are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to try to support their family. And I know it's a lot of money, and it would be hard to turn that down if I was offered that. But I guess from a golf fan perspective and point of view, it's a little disappointing just because, you know, I want to I want to see the top pal play each other week in, week out. I want to see that, that competition, that battle. Um, and it just seems like we're kind of veering away from that and, and not going to have that in the near future. So. Sure. It's a little disappointing. I'm still. It's a hard pill to swallow. I'm hoping that you know it doesn't last very long, which I don't think it will. But that's a whole other discussion. Sure. Um, but I mean, just as a golf fan, to sum it up, it's just a little disappointing because I, I just love the competition and I love I love seeing these guys go at it. Well, it's interesting to hear you say that. Like you watch a lot of the PGA events. Um, as someone like myself, that uh, you know, I watch a couple of the majors, maybe two outside events outside of that um and then like the Ryder cup and even then when i say that i'm watching these it's it's definitely not the whole weekend it's maybe a couple hours on sunday and maybe an hour or so on saturday um yeah i feel like the pga tour has a pretty boring schedule you like it 
what what do you, what do you like about it so much? And then I no, guess it, what do it, you see that well, like what do you think could be improved upon uh, by the PGA to maybe steer some of these players away from wanting to leave? I mean, like you, you said it right. I mean, it, it can be a boring schedule, um, and they're trying to do some things here and there to add some interest to it by upping these purses a little bit. I know it's not anywhere close to you know what Live is offering, um, but from like a golf. Fan, like I'm a fan of the game of golf, so okay. I, I where some people, most people, will turn the golf channel on and take a nap. I'm the one that I turn it on to sit there and watch it. Like I can't, I can't sit there and and not watch it. I just love the game itself. Like I'll, sure. I'll even watch the LPGA Tour sometimes. So yeah. I, I just, I'm a fan of the game. Um, so I mean, just for example, the John Deere Classic. It's not a big event, and it's actually be, becoming a, a pretty bad event as the years go on. Jeremy's for example, shaking his head in that, agreement. <laughs> I watched. I watched. The damn snoozer, boys. Yeah, no, I know. But, but the reason I bring that up is being a big golf fan, that's where I remember watching Jordan Spieth hold that bunker shot to win his first PGA Tour tournament. And I was a huge Jordan Spieth fan after that. So sure. just stuff like that. You know, I love to watch that kind of stuff. I, I watch all the smaller events. Now they're not as fun um, as, as majors, obviously. But it all builds up throughout the whole season. The whole FedEx Cup thing's pretty neat. And then now, starting this week with the FedEx Cup playoffs, and then it gets bamped back up a little bit um, yep. and draws a little more interest. And, and me being from just outside Louisville, Kentucky, for those of you who don't know, um, Justin Thomas is from Louisville, Kentucky, so I've been following him since high school. So I, any tournament he's playing in, I'm watching all four days of. Nice. I follow him every hole by hole. So, I mean, I love – he's my favorite player. And that's another reason that gets me to, you know, pay more attention to the PGA Tour. And, you know, he's a big advocate for the PGA Tour and very to live. So that might have some something to do with my, my viewpoint. There's no chance, Hugh, that plays into your viewpoint of Justin Thomas at all. No, <laughs> no not one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I actually, you know what, I'll be honest, I, I love JT. I, I, I honestly don't really understand much people that want to root against him, really. I mean, I, I feel like he's as likable of a guy on the tour and as relatable as a dude. Um you know, I mean, obviously he would curb stomp all of us in the Dudes of Hazards, but I feel like he'd have a pretty damn good time on a weekend with us. Uh, no, we, we'd get a lot of strokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ian, what do you think the uh, the tour could do to kind of make this a little more interesting? Um, they got to lean, uh, in my opinion, they got to lean really heavy, and they're starting to do it, but they got to lean really heavy into this relegation idea, right? They're changed, they've already changed the rules a little bit on who continues, who keeps their card, they need to make that, in my opinion, a lot more strict. Like, these playoffs need to make, like, really, really matter. You know, like, yeah. if we go back, I don't know, what was it, two weeks ago, and Davis Love the Third is taking a spot in the field, and these young guys don't <laughs> – like, they're so – you know, it's crazy. It's laughable. And these young guys that are, like, studs on the Corn Ferry, they, like – they can't even get on and get on in a field. I feel it's that. nuts. Like – You've got to let these young guys up. They're the exciting ones. Yep. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about these guys in their fifties who, who you know are getting starts because they've they've been on the tour for X amount of years. Like it's just such a weird good old boy system. You've got to cut that. You've got to make performance matter, and then really go because here's because obviously the tour doesn't have the money. Right, that's their disadvantage. The live tour has the money, yep. so you need to lean, lean heavy into being the most competitive tour out there. Like, say, if you have a PGA Tour card, it means you freaking earned it, and you are the elite of the elite. Not that, oh, you've gotten, you know, 
you, you've been around for 20 years, so you're going to get you're going to get a, a sponsor's exemption into into 18 events a year. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that, uh, that kind of that kind of plays into. Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but that kind of plays into my my whole thing on the live. Like these guys that they're getting to come over there are guys that haven't earned their their money the last few years. They haven't, other than the last couple ones. I'll give you that. But like these guys aren't out here winning tournaments. They're not here competing recently, and they're getting all this money handed to them to go over there and make a ton of money, and it's not even competitive. For example, no, Mickelson yeah. getting paid. 200 million and what is he like a combined 60 over in their first four events like it's, um, i mean yeah it's, yeah no it's, I, it's ridiculous i, I so, hear you uh, yeah still, just, still the joke so no i <laughs> we agree 100 percent right there Phil's just a shell of himself he's a clown but <laughs> yeah I, I mean, you got us cracking you, up got, here in the studio uh well you've got you've just got to lean i just think that the tour has to lean into being the most competitive field out there Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not going to win the purse game. You okay. know, you could double yeah. the purse in every event and it's not going to matter. Yeah. And that's the thing. Jay Monahan even said that. He goes, you know, we can't compete with, with Saudi Arabia and all this money. I mean, no, it's can't. not like you can't, if they're going to, if it's going to be a money game, Liv's going to win all day long. So like you said, like they got to rely heavily on these corn fairy guys, on the guys coming out of college, your, your guys like Will Dalatoris, Scotty Sheffler, these up and coming guys that are very fun to watch. And, and I just I, I would hate for all of that to kind of fade and split into two different tours, and those guys not get to go against each other. And now come. I agree 100. percent Another thought. I know I'm I'm, I'm probably going to talk too much. Last, last thought here, thought, and then we're going to move on a little bit. But go ahead, let's hear right. it. Another thought to make the PGA Tour a little bit better, and this is something that the guys have been complaining about for a while. And the reason this hasn't changed is because this player advisory council, their little pack, you know, they're kind of their union. It's like, like Rory McIlroy should not be treated the same by the PGA Tour as, uh, you know, name somebody like, Smiley like uh, Peter Uline, <laughs> Harry Higgs, right? or Peter <laughs> Peter Malnati, right? Yeah. But in the eyes of the PGA Tour, because it's kind of like a members-run league, the way they vote, those two you cannot treat them any different. Yeah. So along with this rele- relegation thing, the guys who are ranked higher than others should be earning more money than the other people. That's been a big gripe with Phil, big gripe with DJ, big gripe with Brooks. It's like we're bringing all the eyes, we're putting yeah, all the yeah. asses in the seat, and and Peter Malnati is making is is getting the same benefits that we're getting. Like this is crazy. We're producing, he's not like. How but he's not, at the same time, he's not winning like Roy McIlroy is, or, or placing and winning purse money as well as more Roy McIlroy is, and then also like. Yeah, you got Tiger Woods, for example. He totally changed the landscape of the PGA Tour, brought more money to the game than anybody ever will, and he necessarily – he made more money off the course than he did on the course, just sponsorship. Sure. So I think that's where the guys that are better, the guys that are that are, are more competitive, win more majors, win more tournaments, those guys, that's where you separate money, and that's where the guys are making their money. They're not making it well, purses, which I, I get, but it's – No, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's like – the argument is, and I'm not. It's not my argument. I'm just saying this is the argument. It's like, we why is why is Nike picking up the PJ Tour slack, right? Why is like Titleist paying JT when he's a top five player in the world and he's not getting any more benefits or anything, and he's outperforming everybody else? Sure. That's so kinda, you, I guess that's kind of where it's leading. Are you? I guess saying that you want the PGA Tour to pretty much like pay salaries to these players and then they get money on top of tournaments they win 
so maybe speak, in, so. maybe maybe incentive based bonuses. I don't okay. know exactly how it would look, but I, I I know that that's a big gripe from like the guys who have bounced. Some of them, some yeah. of them, and then you've got like Pat Perez who is like. Just write a check. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll wear whatever you I mean, want. Right? Okay. I, 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 on that I'll, note, I'll we're moving. Speedo, I don't give a shit. Yeah, we're moving on to the next topic, but uh, <laughs> that, that's definitely valid on Pat Perez. I got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I guess it didn't go to anybody, but yeah. if I offered you the opportunity to go play Augusta National, why would yeah. you? Why would you be so excited to go play it? I'm gonna be honest, and like this, just not trying to have a tough opinion here. There's a lot of courses before, I'd hey, rather before play. Before Donnie says this, mute him. No, 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 mute this second. No, cut no, him off. No, no, no. I there's just places I'd rather like. To me, when I go play golf, it's about who I'm playing with and kind of like the scenery, uh, the course conditions, and the layout. And so like like Augusta has like a ton of that like really rich tradition. But like I mean, it'd hard be be hard pass for me to say that I wouldn't rather play like a really nice ocean course with some great views off the bluffs oh. or a really nice mountain somewhere. Cancel. There's lots of other no. Cancel. Dude, oh my god. You, you like okay, like you've watched the Masters how many times? Yeah. Oh, how, many, like, how three. many? Long, long. Yeah, okay. I have watched it like two or three times. Like I it just like it just doesn't mean that much to me. And it, if you were to like <laughs> Okay, Ian. God, <laughs> kids, Mr. Mr. Uh, was it? What's the, what's the expression there? Mr. Mom or something like that? Yeah, Mr. Mom in Mi- full effect right now. Oh, yeah. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, uh? I mean, someone else answered that though. Like, so I mean, okay. So Hugh and Ian, oh, if I like, yeah, okay. had a round of four I mean, at the Augusta, Augusta, what would it mean to you? I, would, I mean, you you name it. You name a time for how long I have to hang my clubs up after, and I'll yeah. say yes. Yeah, exactly. Like may, maybe life, maybe forever. Yeah. You get me I'm, a round uh, at Augusta. Yeah, I just I, I I'm consider. out there. I would I would quit the game of golf if I got to play Augusta tomorrow. Just I mean, simply, I, and that's simply that would be a lot, but. Yeah, I'm talking years. Just, yeah, just for the history, just to say, because I, I know everything about that course and all that. But, well, never mind. I'm not even going to say that. And for the but, like, um, guys that have been there, I mean, even not even playing it, but just going to the tournament and walking on the grounds, you just have this feeling in your body of amazement. Oh, I have no doubt. Just, I'm sure there's an environment there that, like, you just can't even capture on TV. Like, yeah. I, I absolutely feel that. I mean, I love – a lot of history, whether it's like national history or like sports history, but where someone just like, I, you know, you'd be surprised. Like, like the guys that I'm on this call with are all like big golf guys, and they're and, and they're all yeah. good golfers, and they've grown up with it. But boy, like, I mean, if you took a poll on our thing that said if you could play Augusta, but the condition was you had to give it up for life, uh, you'd actually find a, I guarantee it, a pretty small percentage of people that would take okay, that up. So, what would be a reasonable thing? So, like, I would like be interested to actually do a poll on the Instagram to say sure. you could play Augusta National. You give it up but for you life. have to give it up for. Let's not saying life because I mean that that's is ridiculous. Thing. Two years. I, I, I just, two years. Let's say let's say two years. You cannot touch your yeah. clubs for two years, but you get to play Augusta National and just see what yeah, the polls. I would 100%. play. You know what? I would I would play Augusta every two years. And that's it. <laughs> 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 okay, um, let's let's go ahead and keep this moving. We gotta keep on moving on this. Uh, your guys is what's your biggest gripe? So obviously we don't like the financial situation of how the live tours provided. Uh, what do you not like outside of that? What's your other kind of gripe w- with the live tour? Let's start with you, Hugh, and like let's keep this to like a thirty-second answer. I know you and okay. Ian can go on for eight minutes a piece <laughs> on this. Short answer. Short answer would be competitiveness and, okay. and history and sure. legacy. I mean, it's 
It's not going to be there with the Live Tour. I'm not going to, like you were just talking about with, with Augusta, it's got legacy, it's got history. I'm not going to take my son to Trump National one day and say, this is where Bryson DeChambeau walked on in the fourth Live Tour event. Like, it's just not, I mean, like, the, the okay, history's not going to be there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, a great answer. Uh, that's my answer. Yeah, that's, that's great. Ian, what, 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 what can they do better? What can they do better? Um, well, I don't understand the three round thing. Like, yeah, that, why can it be four? A, they they put themselves in such a corner with that in a bunch of different ways. Like, especially with the OWGR stuff. Like, it's it's basically not possible, under my understanding, to, for these guys to get world golf ranking points if they're not playing four round tur- four round tournaments. It just I don't yeah. understand it. It makes no sense. I feel. Man, but that doesn't I mean, make my, any my sense to me either. Huge. My answer is huge. I mean, it's just yeah. a, it's just a, it's just a fucking hit and giggle, and it's just, it, you know, it's just silly. But yeah, sure. um, we'll see how it how it develops. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to like lose. It's I, you know, I don't think. Yeah. It, you know, if I was betting on it, it's it's around for the long haul. So I'm I'm just really interested in and seeing how it all shakes out. I kind of like, I just kind of like watching the chaos. Yeah. I, I, the Masters I feel that. isn't going yeah. anywhere. The it's U.S. Not. Open isn't going anywhere. Like nothing's stopping. So I just kind of like seeing how things shake out. Sure. All right. And for kind of our last question, we'll do a quick little rapid fire. Let's again, keep this. Um, <laughs> oh, I went over 30 seconds. <laughs> We're looking Brad at your showed, Snapchat view. Yeah, Brad. No. <laughs> Basically, we're watching the Snapchat from you. This has got my blood flowing about Liv sitting over here shaking like he's seething right now. Um, okay, how does this play out five years from now, Brad? Where do we go? Where, where is this at between the two tours? I don't. I don't know. I mean. Every time that I think that, like, Liv has no traction, they get a bigger player and bigger player. Sure. I mean, like we said earlier, Cam Smith is one of the most recent yeah. to kind of possibly, probably going. Yep. And honestly, I think he's one of the biggest hits so far. I mean, Dustin I mean, Johnson, yeah. Ian Poulter, I mean, all these guys, yeah. they're at the end of their career. But Cam Smith yeah, is – that's a big one. He's in his prime. He's really good. And I think that one hurts. So, I don't know. I hope the PGA Tour – gets that field back and yeah. isn't good and everybody's competing against each other in the same event and but sure we'll see all right jeremy um what's your take five years where's this look i i mean oil gas money i mean it's obviously very prominent so i mean you would think that it's gonna be in there for the long term but i i don't think golf can sustain two tours okay i mean you got pga tour and you got european tour and you already know that European Tour does way less rating than than the PGA Tour Jokers. does, right? So I mean, yeah. so it makes me wonder: like, is Live Tour and PGA Tour going to be able to survive on the same platform for long term for the game of golf? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, it's that that it makes me wonder long term for golf is that is that the best thing for golf? Sure. Even though we just hit a boom for COVID, yeah, and it's the best that golf courses have ever been. Ever been? Is this good for the? The top echelon of golf. Yeah, that's my concern. Cool, uh, Ian. What's your what's your quick um, synopsis on how this plays out over the next five? All right. So I think that 
just like every other political issue in this country, the longer it goes on, the less people talk about it. I think in five years, the live tour is still around. I think it's pretty normalized. And I think you have two tours. I think the landscape of golf ends up kind of looking like soccer, where all the best players are kind of spread out throughout the regular season. And then they come together for the big events. In other words, the majors, the World Cup, the Euro Cup, and so forth. Um, I think it makes those even more compelling. I think it weakens the regular fields overall. But um, I think that Liv just has too much money. And I, I think they'll make some concessions and get a little bit more valid in the real, in the, in the overall landscape. Remember, if I'm not mistaken, they own or have all the rights to the the Asian tour now, right? So yep. they can send their guys over there and, and kind of rig the system and, and kind of get some world ranking points in that way. Um, I just don't see them going anywhere, especially if you look at like the, the overall goals of the Saudi Arabian government and the, and the PIF right now, their, their public investment fund, yep. they're looking to do like, trillion dollar you know economic advancement and this is just a tiny blip in their in their radar so i don't think it's going anywhere they can fund it for as long as they want um and i think you'll have two tours that you know you've got maybe 30 percent of the good guys on one and 70 percent on the other and then they all meet up for the masters british u.s open pga um and so forth so all right i agree um hugh what are you looking at I just think it really depends on the younger guys and, and guys coming out of college or if they choose to go for the money or choose to go to the tour, PGA tour for, for the legacy and for the tournaments and the history. It's, it's really just going to depend on that. Cause if you got guys like Cam, Cam Smith gone, that was a big hit. But if you got guys like Cam Young that are looking this year and have a good year on PGA tour and then they decide to go make a bunch of money on the lift. And then that's going to promote guys that are younger than him coming out from the tour to do the same thing. And then, and then it'll be a mess. So in five years, in five years, uh, what I hope and what I think are two different things. Sure. I hope that live is not talked about anymore. And I hope we're back to how it was. Um, I think that it may still be around. I'm really hoping that these four majors crack down and don't let them come back. Cause I just, I want them to regret going over to live that way. They don't do it anymore. Sure. I feel that mm-hmm. Ian. Well, thanks for joining us on the call. Um, coming on today it was good uh hearing from you we got a couple more segments uh coming up with Hugh on this uh we're going to talk a little bit about the uh member guest situation at uh blackthorn but Hugh, uh ian got to play with us a practice round what were your thoughts on that ian that's uh i've played faster greens but i don't know when <laughs> that's fair I, I could see that out there well thanks again man for coming on appreciate you taking the time Anytime. out of your day uh have fun with the kiddos um and we'll chat with you soon all right, boys. Have fun. See you later. Thanks, All right. So let's uh, hopefully go to a topic that gets uh, Hugh a little less riled up over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pouring another transfusion right now. <laughs> 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 Try to calm down. The, uh, so Blackthorn member guest, uh, why don't you guys just tell me a little bit about like kind of a rundown of what the weekend looked like for you guys and what you enjoyed about it? So I guess I'll start with the format. So format was um, – it's flighted based on your handicap, your combined handicap of you and your partner. And then uh, you play everybody in your flight in a match play, in a low ball. So you play – you just play your own ball. You count the low one, and then it's basically match play from there. So just hole by hole, sure. you know, just against that. And so then you're pulling for points, and then 
you win a hole, it's worth a point. You lose a hole, it's worth, you know, zero points. Yeah. Therefore, so in the max you could pull was seven points in a nine-hole match. So you're basically just trying to pull points, and uh, at the end of the tournament, whoever has the most points in the flight goes to a shootout, and all the flight winners go to a shootout. Okay. Nice. Uh, Hugh, have you played? I, I I know we've obviously played there once together with Brad. I'm, I'm guessing you've played there another time or two over the years I with him. I think I think I've played there before that weekend. I think I'd been maybe three times. Is that right, Brad? Three or four times. Uh, um, yeah, I think I played you're at. Thorn. I think you were at three before memory. Yeah. Nice. What yeah. uh? What do you what do what do you like about the uh, course, Hugh? I, I love Blackthorn. I mean, I know perhaps he probably thinks otherwise in the middle of our round sometimes with my with my reactions to certain things about the course. It, it's just a tough course, man. It, it is. It beats you up. It's a lot of blind shots. You don't have a single flat lie at all, um, not even on the putting greens. Like everything is sloped. Um, you have blind tee shots, blind approach shots. Um, it reminds me a lot of, you know, Old Tacoa, which is what we played earlier this year. It's, sure. it's a tough I golf agree. course. That if you don't drive the ball well, it's gonna it's gonna eat your lunch, and it's gonna it's I mean it takes a toll on you mentally and physically while you're playing. So it's I love the challenge, honestly. Love it. So did you uh, drive the golf ball great for 54 holes in a row? <laughs> um, not as well as I did down in Georgia. I, I I think I did hit it well, which I've traditionally I or historically I have not hit the ball well at Blackthorn, and Bradley can attest to that. I usually leave my driver in Kentucky and don't know how to hit the ball in Tennessee, but this weekend or this past weekend was a lot better, um, a lot better with the tee ball. Cool. Uh, what did, so was this your guys' first time together playing like as a member guest yeah. together? First time playing yeah. as a team together, yeah. Nice. How, what, what, what was your guys' uh, – Brad, what was some takeaways you had, I guess, spending the weekend with you doing that? Um, as much as he says he likes Blackthorn, he didn't act like it on the course. <laughs> Cussing, swinging. I hate this fucking course. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets on the po- I love Blackthorn. <laughs> yeah. So great. Really, really well, t- uh, really well capped, you know. Yeah. Um, I, Hugh, I, I feel you, man. I, I just, I think that's a tough course. Um, maybe that's what hope makes uh, Brad such a good golfer, just playing such a you know tough course day in and day in out. I guess that makes it a little easier going to you know your your local public course that's just like pretty straight up and down, flat walls all over the place, not too long of holes. Maybe that helps, yeah. but uh, I mean, a place is tough. Yeah, uh, tell I mean, yeah, tell him about a, the rough you. That, I mean, that's the worst. Oh, I've seen the it. rough. I mean, if you don't hit the fairway, you might as well put them wrist braces on because you're going to break your wrist trying to hit it out of the rough it's awful i mean it's thick it you can't find your ball i mean it's it's definitely a lot different than that kentucky bluegrass that i'm used to and you can you can ask bradley on number 17 one of the days we played i found a small patch of kentucky bluegrass and i had chunk chips all weekend and i hit a nice little flop shot about a foot from the hole <laughs> find the grass that i'm used to yeah, as soon as he found grass, he was used to. He laid it up to a foot, and I mean, tap in. It, it's, yeah, it's tough. It, it's one of the things like it forces you to hit it the fairway. If you don't, you'll be penalized. But that's that's what a good golf course is going to be like. So it's it's it is what it is. Sure. Um, what what are some other kind of just uh, takeaways or something you guys really kind of enjoyed? Got any good laughs or stories from the weekend? Um, um it was. I'll, well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
no, I was just gonna say it was a it was a fun atmosphere. You know, it's a it's an awesome uh, club, um, very nice and prestigious club, and it's the whole free alcohol thing was pretty sweet. I will say that. Um, worst worst ways to spend your time. Yeah, <laughs> Mo- uh, multiple transfusions. We'll call it free um, with that uh, tournament fee. entry fee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it's, it was paid up front. About the entry fee you paid for with your right and left arm, then, then yeah, it's, it's fun. But no, it was fun. I will say, playing with Bradley, we're both we're both competitive golfers, and we're both uh, pretty decent golfers. So it, it was fun to be able to go out there and actually play together for once instead of going against each other. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, I got a fun story. I will story. say. <laughs> so <laughs> we, after the first, after the first round, we go back to like the uh, gazebo or whatever. We walk up and there's, you know, all kinds of like uh, servers walking around with plates on their hands, you know, serving food. And he goes, man, y'all are bougie. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what, the, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Oh <laughs> uh, man, it's funny because I I try to get Bradley to play in my member guest up here, and uh, obviously with the baby and everything, that wasn't going to be able to happen, understandably. Um, but I was telling him, I'm like, if you can come play with me, like I just want you to go ahead and know right now, it's going to cost like two hundred dollars. You're you're gonna get a sleeve of Chrome Softs. Like you're not you're gonna get a, a a cold wet towel, and that's it. Like you're not getting like it's not. It's, it's gonna not look a little different. Like <laughs> yeah, so it's a little different. But no, it was it was awesome. I really appreciate him letting me, letting me join him, and hopefully we can make it a yearly thing. So that's awesome. We, uh, Hugh we went played. on a little shopping spree too. Oh, how do you not? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> it was all it, hey. It was all part of the tea gift, Bradley. We talked about this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All seven. All seven items. Hey. <laughs> I mean. Hey. When you're having a good time, you're having a good time. You got to get right. some mementos to remember that. Um. Cool. Well, glad you guys had a good time. Um. Let's go ahead, and we're gonna go ahead and switch this over to our hazard time uh section. If uh those of you have listened to this before, you know what this kind of looks like we're gonna just uh throw out some kind of rapid fire questions at each other and let this uh see how this rolls. So, Who's starting it this week? Hugh. All right, Hugh. What's uh what's the first question on the clock and who's it for? Oh geez. Okay. Um I'll go to Jeremy. I feel like Jeremy's been left out tonight. Um Jeremy, what is your best round and where was it at? I shot sixty seven at Banbury Golf Banbury Golf and Resorts. It's my home course. Did you say fifty seven or sixty seven? Sixty seven. Okay. Uh, which is five under. Uh par seventy two, five under. Uh it was at my home course when I grew up. I grew up playing probably when I was twelve years old. Played it before I left for college and uh yeah, sixty seven is my low there. Awesome. That's uh, pretty good. I mean, that's uh, slightly lower than mine, Jeremy, so congrats on that. <laughs> Keep working hard there. Plus 20. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's half that. All right, now you go, Jeremy. Uh, me, question? Yeah, yeah. Like whoever gets asked yeah, goes you, next. Yeah, you go to ask. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, this is awful, but I think it was – yeah, okay, so it was the night before your wedding. Okay. And we're at the barn. Yeah. Uh, where did I see you, and what were you doing, like, after, like, the reception and everything? You're asking me? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> conscious. 
So I'm, I'm getting ready to leave the venue to go home, and Bradley's in the back of the the barn, and I go out there to say bye and leave or whatever, and then you know come the next day obviously, and then I walk outside and Bradley is like projectile <laughs> vomiting into the <laughs> into the gravel. And I'm like, okay, should I say bye or should I just leave him a piece of vomit? And so I was like, I'll think the most respectful thing is just to leave and just say I would never mention this later, but now I'm going to mention this. But now you're mentioning it. Yeah. What did you do? What? What did you do when you left? I, oh, I, I went to cookout and bought like thirty dollars worth of food. <laughs> Absolutely, sat in the parking lot, ate all thirty dollars worth of food with a milkshake. God, I loved oh. every second of it. By the way, yeah, open bar for your rehearsal dinners not a good idea. I don't. I mean, when I debatable. left, there was no alcohol left. That's no, why I left. We, but we drank it all. I know. That uh, was very fun. <clears throat> all right, uh, Hugh, have yep. you ever deputted a green? Deputted a green. Let me think. Well, I don't have to think very long because I did it a couple weekends ago. Um, uh, it was in the practice round of the member guests, and I was on 15, uh, par four, pretty much straight up the hill. Um, and we get to the green. I overhit the pin about 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet, maybe 50 feet. And um, Bradley decided, you know, not to let his guests know that this was the fastest green on the whole course. No, so, wrong. I said this is the fastest putt on the course. <laughs> I after, told you after uh, after I putt. Um, <laughs> he said it. Racing by the hole. <laughs> so I got up to my putt. Felt pretty confident about it. Um, I blew on it, and it went about ten yards off the green, the front of the green. So I had to go get my wedge. <laughs> That's always a fun Which, sequence of events. <laughs> the walk of shame. Yeah. So it it uh yeah I quickly realized how quick and it doesn't help. Which it doesn't help that the week prior I was on a golf trip at Hermitage in Nashville and they had just punched the greens. So I put I played seventy two holes on punched greens on that golf trip and then I came to Blackthorn, which are the quickest greens I've ever played in my life. Truthfully, so. Yep, so definitely uh, opposite ends of the uh, spectrum there for you on that one. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's <laughs> awesome. All right, Hugh, throw, throw us out another one. All right, Brad. Um, where are the plates? What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You didn't hear me? <laughs> oh, my God, where are the plates? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You, you, you want me to tell that story? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, shit. So... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what this is, but anytime no. someone's like, do you, do you so, want to tell this story? It's like, oh. It was after like our gender reveal, and uh, Hugh and uh, my cousin Kelly, his fiance, were staying with us, and then my sister and Justin were all hanging out. And uh, we all had took a, uh, a gummy, <clears throat> and uh, so we had the munchies. And we went back to the venue and raided the fridge. Now, granted, we... Our family owns the venue, so we weren't breaking and entering. But we went sure. back. We went back into the venue and stole all the food from the gender reveal and took it back to my house. And we're over there cooking it up. And he just looks at me with these wide eyes and rubs his hands together and goes, "Where are the plates?" <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, "I need this food now. <laughs> I'm starving." <laughs> That's awesome. And me and Justin went to the four laughing. And, I mean, we were both on a gummy, so it was probably not as funny as we thought it was, but it was pretty funny. And that's now. Hey, at that moment, it was pretty damn funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Brad. That's uh, go ahead and go finish ahead, this out. Uh, let's let's go one more question. Throw it out there. One more. Yeah. Let me look here. Oh, he made notes. <laughs> oh, oh, that's 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 right. Yeah, beforehand, you were talking about this, and he's like, I called up all of your guys' wives well, to get some so dirt actually, on you. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I lied. Me. I did not text Jamie. Okay. Good. I did not text Sweet. Jamie. So I'm safe. That's but I did thing. text Amanda and Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's oh, I heard. That's not she told you? Well, she said, she said, Bradley texted me. I was like, what? She goes, oh, was I not supposed to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. Your wife said you have to tell the story of either the night you got engaged or the time you went to Coastal Carolina for a school tour. Oh. These are both great stories, but I think the proposal's better. The proposal's better. All right, let's hear it. All right, so we got um, – I proposed to Amanda at Sugar Mountain. We were snowboarding. I did, Nice. Both of us were kind of like learning. She was a little more advanced than I was, so I was like, well, this is the perfect time. So invited a group of friends, proposed at the bottom of the, the bunny hill. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I was. Most Sexy. Of the time. Yeah, the, nice. bunny, the bottom of the bunny hill next to the, uh, the little tram that takes you up, uh, the conveyor belt. So uh, at the end of the night, I've had this ring in my pocket all night thinking I was going like, to crush the ring or crush the box. So anyways, propose. Um, we go to the Bayou. If anybody's been up there, oh the yeah, Bayou. downtown oh, yeah. Banner Elk. Let's go. Oh yeah, it's great. We shut that place down. By the Love way, it. Uh, this is before they did the renovation, so it was like hole in the wall. It was very good. Um, so anyway, I was with the Bayou, finished everything, and then we had to rent a cabin for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, for this, and I invited her best friend, who was at the time lived in Michigan, so got her down here. And we, whatever. We're all in this cabin, eight of us, and. Of course, I was, like, extremely nervous, excited, um, and then just didn't know how to portray our emotions from that point. Got hammered drunk. All, all of us got hammered drunk. I got probably more hammered than most people did. And uh, slept in the bathtub that night. Excellent. In our, in our king-size bedroom that we, we said that we were going to have. Um, my fiancé at the time was now sleeping in a king-size bed by herself. I'm sleeping in the tub. And... Uh, Proceeded to throw up in the tub, but uh, oh never God. once got anything on my new shoes, my new outfit that oh. I was going to wear after we went snowboarding. Um, just threw up between my legs, straight down the drain. Yeah, it was, it was you know, just like my golf is pretty straight. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't have to wait for that. The Coastal Carolina story is a lot funnier. So, I worked an uh, eight hour shift uh, at the mattress place I was working at the time. We drove to Coastal Carolina in the middle of the night, got off at 10 o'clock. Drove all the way to Coast Carolina, which is like eight-hour drive. Stayed in this awful hotel that we thought was roaches infested, but we slept for like two hours just to get on the road. Drove to Coast Carolina. I'm in this uh, Rio that's a stick shift five-speed, and we do the tour, and we're going to basically commit to going to Coast Carolina and didn't know there was a um, cinder block in front of the car. Five-speed, by the way. Um, so I put it in first gear, get ready to go. Pop the clutch, pop the concrete little barrier, and it s- stops on the skid plate of the transmission. You're kidding. And we're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we're stuck. So I'm Ouch. over there, like, revving it. <laughs> and we're basically two wheels off the ground doing nothing. Uh. Finally, I'm, like, in my driver's seat, just, like, wiggling back and forth like you're stuck in a golf cart. 
we finally get some traction on the third wheel, basically just plop over the curb and back to Tennessee we come. We never showed our faces back to Coast Carolina. No chance. Yeah. ETSU, here we come, baby. Yeah, Woo! yeah. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you didn't get to ask anyone, so out of us three, one more. Okay. Um all right, so you, you obviously well, let's go with you, Brad. Big fan of Augusta National. Seems like you'd give up a lot to play there. Like, where, where's where's your next? Like, is is that your top bucket list course that you could possibly play in the world? And yes. if it is, then what's what's your what's next after that? What's another one that maybe just really catches your eye that you like? I got to go play that. St. Andrews. Okay. Augusta, St. Andrews, and it's history, history. I mean. Interesting. It's always interesting to see kind of what makes people's decisions on choosing these courses. Um, yeah. I think that's another good answer. All right, Hugh. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, that was a lot of fun getting to catch up with you. I know we'll see you at um, some upcoming tournaments and events hopefully pretty soon. Yep. Thanks for letting me call in again. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. You too. See ya. All right, that was a great time getting to hear from Hugh. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick uh, commercial break here, a quick little read from our, our one of our league sponsors, and then we'll go ahead and uh, finish up with the last segment and do the Elk River Hill preview trip uh, that we have coming up. All right, that was a great uh, word um, from hearing about Anchor, which helps produce our uh, podcast and make that available for you guys to listen to. Let's go ahead and jump into our last segment. We're going to talk uh, here with just uh, – Brad and Jeremy, we're going to talk about our little Elk River trip we have coming up um, in September, right, Jeremy? Is that is that one we're slated we're to go up there? For, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brad, you you've played up there before. Why don't you just take like a minute or two and just kind of tell me about maybe what you kind of remember about the experience? If there was a hole or two that maybe stood out to you, or just kind of anything you remember. <clears throat> so, um, of course, I mean, fabulously maintained. I mean, just one of those courses that's just in really good shape yep yep and uh it's been a while since i've played it but from what i remember the front nine is very flat and i don't want to say links style but you can all you can miss it you know decently and right or left and it's kind of flat a lot of flat lies yep and uh then all of a sudden you go to the back nine and it's like straight mountain golf like you're just hiking up hills like and then Going downhills. I remember this one. It was, uh, I want to say it was a par five. And I mean, you're literally the tee boxes for 600 feet above the fairway. And you're just launching it and it takes off. And you're like, God, I'm, I'm going to drive the green. But I mean, you can't get close. But. So Donnie's going to hit it 280. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I got that extra, that drop down yeah. effect of it, the ball just plummeting out of the sky on me. Yeah. But it's a really nice course. Uh, a lot of beautiful houses. Um, snack shops, all that kind of stuff. Sure, that's awesome. Uh, Jeremy, what's something you're really looking forward to? This will be your first time going up there, um, right? Is that, is that yeah, first time going there, and I've drove by it probably a hundred times going snowboarding yep. at Sugar and Beach. So you know, take new people to go snowboarding, you're like, oh, is there an airport right here for the yep. members of Elk River? So, um, so it's gonna be really exciting to be able to experience that. I play. I've had the opportunity to play grandfather today, or not today, but uh, in my lifetime. So I'm excited to see how something like that stacks up against you know sure. grandfather, which is supposedly the best mountain course there is privately. So I'm excited to see what that is going to stack up against that. So yeah, I, I definitely have some pretty high expectations. I think they're going to be absolutely met. Um, I can't imagine they won't be. I've heard just nothing uh, but great things about it, Brad. 
Cade, myself, and uh, Jeremy. We need a game or something. Cade. Yeah, like, what, Let's, what, what, what are we doing when we go up there? I, I know Cade's always down for whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down to mix it up and play something. What, what are we going to do to make it a little interesting? Because I know if we just flat out play our own ball, play it down, I mean, like, I mean, there might be a little mystery on who comes in first, but last is pretty much wrapped up. So. I'm not saying I want to do it. Like a, <laughs> I don't want to do a scramble or anything. I want to play, yeah, uh, no, no, play yeah. your own ball, but yeah. let's – Try to think of like a team game or something. What if we do like the rotating cart thing, like each player gets to play with another player. Oh, six six six. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. just don't want to say that all loud, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the game is called. <laughs> they need to come up with it. It needs to be thirds or something. Like yeah, you, you, that you, cart swap. Yeah, yeah, cart swap. There, there we go. Mister six 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 over here. Is that really the other name for it? I just made that up. But yeah, yeah, but he's, he's he just wasn't. This is mainstream gonna, now. Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. has his mainstream? <laughs> Cart swap. Are we doing strokes or no strokes? I don't. Well, if we're gonna keep Donnie in play, we have to do strokes. Shut the fuck up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're playing off of zeros, then 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 we can make that interesting. I'll take six shots off you. I'll be flung my plane in there, so that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. What? What was that? I'll be flying my plane in there, so that don't really matter to me. Gross. Um, yeah, no, I'm down to play something, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I I think it'll be a pretty good time. I mean, all of us, like I said, I, I'm I'm definitely like not a bad golfer, but when you're put up against Brad, Kate, and like Jeremy, it's just like okay, like one of us just hits the ball a little different it's than okay. the other he three. He can't play to a zero. We know how much you play, Donnie, in practice. I mean, you're trying to play 27 holes for the podcast today, so I mean, I was, yeah. Kind of fell through. Thunderstorm framed me out, but my first nine was like 56 minutes, got it in. So I was like, I got time for 27. I'm sure you'd be prepping before that. So, Well, obviously. I'm not going up to just totally go embarrass myself up there. Jeremy and I are screwed on the uh, two-man. Unless he, uh, unless he kicks oh it into a gear. Oh, my God. He's already, they're already setting up excuses for themselves. We're going to listen to the uh, recap. He's, and- he's, a, he's <laughs> a realistically a three- to four handicap, the same as me. Hugh, Cade, okay, but he plays as a zero, and, and I understand the reason why he has to because he's technically a pro. He's got his name on his bag. So don't you have your name on your bag? Nope. Oh, okay. Just says Blackthorn. Oh, okay. I don't have my name on mine either. I'll come without my name on my bag this week. That that week. That doesn't get you strokes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like names back on the bag. Can we? Well, can we can negotiate like two strokes? No, you. Um, yeah, actually, let me run it by myself. And oh, that's a no. Bummer. Hate that it turned out that way for you. I need guys. you to get start grinding, and get ready for Southern Pines. So who's going to be our designator, Cade provider? Because when I went out in Blue Ridge, Cade was our designator. Try this. Oh, oh, like here's some so, alcohol. Yeah. So who's going to be our designated Cade in in I'm gonna North guess, Carolina? If I was to Jacob, take, Jacob Long, Jacob Long. He's the youngest. I mean, it's, I, Jacob, I feel like, I feel like that's right, the youngest. So, yeah. Jacob, hope you're looking this forward to this. This could be your last trip. So, just, <laughs> so just, yeah, make sure you're ready. Thanks for your participation Mr. in the dudes. Uh, Mr. John Danley, Tony Stark. Uh, if, that, if you that, need advice. That is, that is Jacob. Also mixed in with like 15% Dan Green. You throw it in there. <laughs> it, it, they're all the same. It's, it's, really? it's, yeah, it's a little hybrid <laughs> creature. So, Jacob, call Cade. Understand what Cade has to do on trips, and we're going to be fine. Exactly. And if you need a bunkmate. Jacob, I feel safe with you on top. That's what we did at Blue Dredge, So, And on that note, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in to another ap- uh, episode of Dude to Fathers Radio. This is a great time having uh, Brad and Jeremy on. You guys got anything to say before hopping off today? 
I'm gonna try to go for three this year. Oh my gosh. Jeremy. Keep it classy, dudes. <laughs> Keep it classy. Thanks for listening, Stealing guys. Stealing Donnie's line. <laughs>